Thanks for listening to CarCast on Podcast One. What's it like for you watching games of your son coaching? Agonizing. It's a family affair on Attack Each Day, the Harbaugh's podcast. You know, I didn't know there was actual work here. (laughs) Recent guests include Rich Eisen, John Harbaugh, Judge Judy, and John Madden. I thought one of the greatest jobs in coaching in the NFL was Jim's first year with the 49ers. Exclusively on Podcast One Sportsnet. Get episodes every Tuesday on Podcast One and Apple Podcasts. Great time to be a Wolverine. Yeah, get it on. Got to get it on. No choice but to get on mandate. Get it on. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for telling a friend. We love that about you. Welcome to CarCast. I'm Adam Carolla. That's Matt, the moderator, DeAndrea. Hello, sir. Very impressive guests we have today. Yeah. Bobby and Graham Rahal, racing royalty. You know what it was like trying to get them both in at the same time? It's <laughs> oh, a once-a-year thing. That is it was t- fantastic. That Thank is you, guys. Tough glad we could do it. Good to see you guys. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, the Toyota Grand Prix of Long Beach coming up uh, today through uh, Sunday. Tickets available at gplb.com. It, it's a great weekend. Um, I don't know that there's much like it. I've talked to a lot of the drivers. They said it's if not their favorite stop, top two or three mm-hmm. on the circuit. It's great environment, family, aquarium, beer, the whole thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so thank you guys for coming in. Our pleasure. Great being with you. We, uh, I, so a few things I, uh, in no particular order. So Bobby, I'm just finishing my uh, Willie T. Ribs doc. So mm-hmm. I'm just, we were it's, talking a little bit about that yeah. uh, yeah, this yeah. morning. And uh, then you brought up uh, Red Roof Inn, right. and then I thought of Jim Truman. Right. And, the, I, you know, he's in the documentary a little bit. Jim Truman was this, the guy ran, you know, the owner of Red Roof Inn, who's a sort of a saint philanthropist, advent, you know, old school, okay. they don't make him like that anymore kind of guy who died very early, like 46 or something right. like that robust guy loved racing so he comes into the story like in the newman doc where he where newman comes in to help out willie t he comes out to help out willie t too and says what do you want to do and he says formula atlantic and he says i'll give you some money but you'll see red roof in on on my car or yeah bobby's car whatever car it is <laughs> it's his first <laughs> and 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 you'll see it on a lot of cars yeah. red roof you'll see on willie's helmet sleep cheap and yeah. blah 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 and then there's footage a Bobby at Indy, winning Indy with uh, Jim Truman right. when Jim had to have just days left he to did. live. Yeah, well, right. tell us about that guy because I see that guy he, and I think there's another documentary. He was an amazing guy. I had, I had gotten to know him um, when I first started racing. He was racing SCCA. We were always in the same races, different classes, but same race. So I had always you know hung out with him. Uh, he was a you mentioned. I mean, here's a good-looking guy, uh, very intelligent, um, great personality, uh, and you know, he, he just was one of those guys. Everybody, you know, like a light drawing, you know, drawing fly, you know, moth, you know, moths, and what have yes. you, you know, because the guy had this aura about him, and um, and so I got to know him. I was going to university not far from Columbus, where he was uh, he was based, and I'd go hang out with him. He owned a bar in town, uh, so we'd go. He'd, get me drunk uh <laughs> and uh, just a great guy to be around and so he started he gave, he was my first commercial sponsor i went to watkins Glen in 1974 formula atlantic race he gave me 500 dollars, 
And I thought that was like five hundred thousand dollars, yeah, know, at the time. And um, and every year, even when I raced in Europe, he was always helping me at, to some level. Um, and but even more so, he was helping people like you know, it wasn't just me. Uh, there was a guy named Ed Pym who drove for Gurney and Indy cars. He was sponsored by Jim, of course, Willie T, a woman, young woman named Cat Kaiser who won an SCCA championship. I mean, he, you know, he helped a lot of people in a lot of different ways, and. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, when, when he said he wanted to go to Indy, wanted to start his own team, and he said, I want you to drive for me, uh, you know, he really kind of, in some respects, rescued my career because in 1981, it could have, it was teetering. And uh, so we started together in 82, and then we went Indy, you know, four years later. So it was a pretty amazing story. Yeah. And it was at that point, I think uh, he had cancer, he, right. and at, at that point, it was clear that he was not going to see another Indy. Right. You know, another Indianapolis 500. So it was pretty moving stuff. But I, every time I go through the dock, you know, he's in it for four minutes. But mm-hmm. I see him and I go, God, this guy's an interesting yeah. cat, you yeah. know. Uh, Graham. Yes, sir. Uh, so you, uh, let's see, you're racing this weekend, <clears throat> right? We'll be out there. Like you said, looking forward to it. Long Beach is, uh, it's probably, you know, as you, it's probably the second, you know, second or third best Race for me of the year. Indy 500's impossible to beat. Sure. And then right here is, is you know, here, Mid-Ohio. Those two, you know, Mid-Ohio's my home race. So those two kind of go back and back and forth. But uh, yeah, Long Beach, is uh, it's it's insane. I, I think that the fans are going to love it. This year got new cars, new-looking cars. Uh, aerodynamically, they're completely different. And, uh, you know, they're going to scream, um, you know, down the front straight. So I'm, I'm looking forward to it. You got, you got 10 years now under your belt with, with IndyCar, yeah. which, is, which is a lot, yeah. right? It seems, it's a ton. It seems like the debut wasn't that long ago, yeah. which was an incredible debut, right? It was uh, uh, St. Petersburg had a huge, a huge win there, right? And now... Yeah. A big emerald trophy, as I, <laughs> as I recall. Yeah. No, it's... Uh, well, yeah, it's weird. You know, I'm 29, but I've been doing this for... For ten years, and um, you know, well, kind that's of the crazy part. Fortunate. Like, oh, I'm a veteran. I've been doing yeah. this for a decade already. Yeah. How old are you? Twenty nine. Yeah. <laughs> I know it's it's strange. Even I, mean, I, I didn't even start till I was twenty nine in IndyCar racing, so that puts it in some perspective. I mean, just now it's getting to the point where like there's rookies that are that are younger than me, asking you, know, you for, for advice for a and long what to time. Expect. It was like even the rookies were still older than I was. So uh, <laughs> it's it's uh, it's been a lot of fun, you know, and and. Um, you know, we've we've had last few years have been really good years for us uh, as a team. Um, you know, and 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 obviously personally. So hopefully, we can kind of break through um, this weekend. I mean, the Ray Hall is a finish second. Whether it be my my dad, myself, or our team, even has never won Long Beach. I think we finished second like seven times. You know, between those three things. So hopefully, we can uh, find a way together to uh, to all make it happen this and weekend. How are the How are you expecting the changes in the car to to play in this? Are well, you liking the changes? Well, it's going to change a lot. If you watch, if you go back, you watch. You know, not that any fan would want to do this, other than those of us who need to study it. But if you went back and you actually watch uh, the races, um, you know, from the last few years, you see, like, this race has always been tough because there's a lot of fuel strategy that comes into play. Well, the new car, because of the aerodynamics, it is so much less drag that the fuel won't be an issue here at all. Um, you know, you'll be able to make it on two pit stops easily. So I think you're going to see guys driving a lot harder because you're not going to have to be hitting, you know, any specific number. And... Um, you know, I think the car's way quicker down the straightaways. 
way quicker. I think here, last year we saw 178 or something. I think this thing will be over 190 for sure in the wow. race on push to pass. So, you know, you're going to have, uh, you, you know, the, the break zones then become bigger. You've got a lot more passing. So I think fans are going to enjoy it. And the car's back to that sleek, you know, sexy look that you remember from my dad's era and stuff like that, that we had gotten away from. The new car is certainly significantly better looking. And, and let's be honest, that's a big part of this, you know. I mean, race cars are cool and they need to, you know, we need to remember that and they've got to look that way. In the last couple of years, they get, they, they, they lost their way a little bit. Yeah. I, uh, I completely concur. I mean, we, we know from watching cars just sell at auction, you know, sometimes, you know, history is a big, a big part of it, but the ones that look cool, yeah. they, they do better. <laughs> they do better. That's right. Yeah, like women at bars. <laughs> you know, but, I, but it's like when F1 went to the same size tire front and back, yeah. they lost so yeah. much aesthetically for me because obviously that mid-70s huge barrel in the back with the thinner tire in the front was just such a great look. And at some point, they went this sort of mild tread, and they went with the same... 275, 40 series or yeah. something. <laughs> I don't think it was a 555 series or something. But they went with like the same tire front and back, and they just yeah. kind of lost it. Yeah. It became a Datsun 510 at that point. Well, <laughs> and also I think, you know, today, of course, there's nothing much you can do about it. But what I love about, you know, the, the old days, um, you know, is you look at a 67 Eagle or a Lotus 49 or Ferrari at the, in the 60s and 70s, and they all look different. Mm-hmm. And now everything looks the same, and so right. which is a real shame, I think, because – you know, uh, I mean, some of it's because the rules are that way. Some of it's because that's just the way technology leads you. But nevertheless, uh, I think this year's car for sure is, in terms of looks, a bit of a throwback to a great period of time in IndyCar racing in the 80s and 90s. And, and I, as Graham said, I think, uh, I think the people are going to like it a lot more. Well, yep. you know, the, 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 it reminds me, I always say that what kind of ruined the aesthetic and these cars do look good or do look much better for sure. But what ruined the aesthetic of jet fighters is the computer. Mm-hmm. So people in the 60s, every country had their own version of what would go fast or what would cut through the air. Sure. And they, they looked amazing. And now they're all kind of slabby and they're, they're all drawn on the same CAD design. Right, right. And, it, and it worked. Whatever works best in Germany and France and here just is what works best. That's right. And so That's they're right. all kind of turned into the yeah. the computer's going to and the wind tunnel's going to force everyone well, into the exact exactly. same shape. Exactly. And you know actually where you see that even more is like Formula 1 these days. Yeah, every year's a new set of rules. Yeah, remember a couple years back they had those really weird ugly noses and all yeah, this stuff. Right, yeah. But everybody nobody had seen each other's design yet when they all launched their cars they all looked the same, <laughs> right. you know, but it's the you know ultimately like you said you know, really the technology and, 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 you know, CFD and wind tunnels, it leads you down a specific path. You know, in IndyCar racing, the key for us is obviously, from a financial perspective, is to keep budgets in track. And so that's why our cars are the same. You know, if you opened it up, yeah, maybe the bigger teams, us, um, you know, Penske, Ganassi, Andretti, you know, a lot of these teams would be able to kind of take off and do more aero testing and run off with something. But it would really, what one of the joys about our sport today is that a team like Dale Coyne, uh, which is a very small team, can win the first race of the year. Penske wins the second race of the year. But everybody's competitive. You know, everybody has a chance to win every weekend. Um, whereas we know in Formula One where the costs are high and they're kind of off on their own, that's certainly not the case. You're looking at one or maybe two teams can win every weekend. So, uh, you know, technology certainly made it, pointed it in that direction. 
But I think his dad said the one cool thing about IndyCar racing is that it's still pure. There is no driver aids. There's no power steering. There's no analog brakes. You know, yes, the technology is coming in, but a lot of the technology that's coming into our sport makes it accessible for the fans. New camera angles, the ability to, to watch those cameras uh, and live telemetry on, on, your, on your cell phone and things like this that, that can connect back. But as far as the driving experience, this year's car is, I think, a lot more like it was even in the early 2000s. You know, they accelerate like crazy down the straight. They're not going to, like Phoenix last week on a short oval. Last year we were flat mm-hmm. on a one-mile oval. This year in the race I was braking for turn one. It's a lot more like, you know, like my, my, my dad's time, which is cool to see the cars kind of take a step like that because in racing nowadays you really just don't see that much. If anything, it's becoming easier and easier and easier and, you know, technology is making the game for the driver simpler and we've kind of gone backwards on all of that. What's the, uh, what's, what's the, the communication like between teams other than the rules that IndyCar mandates on, on the technology and the things that you're talking about? Is there a technology transfer between teams? Is there a sharing of base? Because like in, well, the, like in the Formula One world, yeah. well, they don't talk to each yeah, other. Really. But in NHRA yeah. drag racing, they're all like sharing parts yeah. at this no, point, it's right? Not, uh, we're probably in between those <laughs> <Yeah>. two. <laughs> you, know, uh, you know, you yes, the car is restricted. But, you know, the, the, the real um, – the ability to find the advantage is that much harder as a result, you know, and you're spending more time. And, I mean, you're looking for such small little changes that are going to have effect. And even those effects might be very small individually, but if you get enough of them, uh, it, it really does have a positive effect. And so, yeah, you're, you're very guarded about, about yeah. what you and, – and really the area that's of the biggest uh, – the, the biggest area of development in any car is the dampers. Shock absorbers, the ride control, the third okay. springs, things like that, because that you can you can do whatever open. You, that's open, and so you really you spend a lot of money in those areas, and and uh, you certainly covet the information that uh, you get from that. That brings up an interesting point about Long Beach specifically, because um, uh, one of the things that Adams brought up on on many occasions when we're talking about Long Beach is there's so much racing that goes on. I mean, there's no longer the Toyota Pro Celebrity Race, but Mm -hmm. they're still drifting, and now they got the trophy trucks out there. What do they do to the (laughs) course that may mess you up, or is there an advantage? Extra rubber on the ground, or is there? I mean, no. those trucks may be leaving chunks of rubber yeah. out there. <laughs> well, that's and parts and parts, <laughs> and, and the celebrity guys left a lot more than that yeah. out there. Yeah. Fluids and all kinds of stuff. I'm just wondering, how do you? Is there setting up the car differently? You have to adjust. I mean, you do. You know, we know that if you qualify or you practice right after drifting, or you know, the stadium super trucks, it's going to be slippery because those things put off. You know, the amount of, uh, of tire that just peels off of those and ends up on the marbles that end up on the racetrack is extreme. And if you get offline at all, you know, it's, it's, like, it's like ice. So the, the, the good thing is, though, that, that typically they've adjusted the schedule so we don't really have to be right after them normally anymore. Yeah, now there's a week in between the and, drifting. And, and, uh, but they still do the demos. Or they did yeah, they, do. Do, they still did the demos and stuff. But, you know, but uh, the, the other cool thing is IMSA's here this weekend. So you have the, the sports cars, you know, running around. And, uh, you know, those guys have a nice long race on Saturday afternoon. They lay down a ton of rubber. But from... The time that you know we go out uh, for first practice to where you end up, uh, where the race finishes on on Sunday afternoon, yeah. it's a whole different animal. I mean, the track changes a ton. You just really have to rely on the past and hope that you know 
that it's similar to what we experienced last year and know what kind of adjustments you know worked or didn't at that time. I'm going out Saturday morning early to go for a ride in the tandem Indy car. So when you get out there, watch out for my vomit. That will be on the track for sure. <laughs> I got a, a cop to leaving a lot of champagne up on that podium. It's going to be slippery if you try to get up there. A little there. bubbly, <laughs> maybe sticky. Of it could be better because it could be sticky. Sticky. <laughs> oh, yeah, by now it's probably yeah, dried it's out. Been it's been a while. Yeah, it hasn't rained in a while, so... Uh, let me tell you about uh, Castrol Edge, designed for consumers to demand the best performance from their cars. Tech advances have made engines smaller, more powerful, more efficient. Engines today produce a lot more pressure. Ten tons per square centimeter sometimes. So only thing stopping the uh, metal-to-metal contact, thin layer of oil. It needs to be strong. It needs to remain strong. Full synthetic Castrol Edge. Formulated with fluid titanium technology, three times stronger against viscosity breakdown than the leading full synthetic. Uh, Letterman. I, Letterman's such an, <laughs> an enigma. I, uh, I know he loves racing. Yep. I, um, is that, will he come out for... I think he might be here this weekend. It's not 100%, but I think With he's... his crazy beard? <laughs> <Is> he... <laughs> still there. Still has it, I think. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, still has it. He, he uh, normally comes here. Yeah, he, you know, because you know, he, you know, he lived here for so many years, yeah. and uh, in fact, the first time I met Dave was was here prior to the Long Beach Grand Prix, like uh, 1988 or 87, I think it was. But uh, uh, but yeah, you know, he's he's big fan, you know, very knowledgeable about the sport. Um, got a big car collection, um, you know. Uh, but you know, he 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 doesn't come to them all. I wish he did, frankly, but. Uh, but uh, we get him to more than a few every year. I'm he's, curious, what kind of cars does he like in his collection? Well, yeah, it's 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 a little bit of everything. He's got Ferraris, he's got Porsches, you know, old Porsches. Uh, he's got Austin Healys. He's you got know, a MGs. New, he's got he's got the Volvo wagon. The Volvo wagon. Yeah, yeah met, you know, it's funny. I got a call. Yeah. Yeah. I got a call from a friend of mine who was a producer on his show for a, a lot of years, and he said, "Oh, Dave wants to sell the car, the the wagon." Yeah. I guess Newman did three of them. I think he did like one for himself that mm-hmm. maybe Wayne Carini has. Yeah, and there's another one, and then he, he did, did one. Did get one? No, I no, think it might have been Mike Brockman. I'm not sure. And then he gave the other one to uh, Letterman, and so he said he wanted to sell it and give the money to the Newman Foundation. Mm-hmm. So I said, "Oh, tell him I'm in." And that was uh, last we heard of him. So he, heard you can hit him, hit him <laughs> yeah. up uh, this weekend. If he wants weekend. to sell, let us know. <laughs> yeah. I'll be out there. Well, actually, I, I think I'm not sure if it's – well, maybe I shouldn't say yeah, anything. I'm, say, I, I'm not sure if we should comment about this. <laughs> but, but you might see it more might about be av- it. It might be available sooner than you think. <laughs> all right. Well, oh, really? Yeah, yeah, might, this yeah. might come up. Yeah, so. Actually, <laughs> clip all of this out of the show just in case <laughs> it does come up. Oh, you think he's bringing it to auction perhaps? Yeah, perhaps. Oh, all right. So we'll look forward to to that. Yeah, I don't have any – Oh, if he wants to avoid auction fees, I'm just saying. There's right. another. Yeah, uh, <laughs> no, he wants it to go to a right, the right home. He doesn't want some uh, Sultan of Brunei getting it and using it to <laughs> cart around his whores. He wants it to, he, that's what he'll use it for, a whore cart. <laughs> he wants it to, to, to live with Paul's memories and yeah. 10 of Paul's uh, other race cars by Crackham. So the, uh, the 935, which uh, I have, which, mm-hmm. uh, of course, Bobby drove back in the day in the Apple livery and and. and beyond you drove for about two seasons right. in that car one right. daytona with brian redman in it he's such a great old character um 
tell us what you know or memories or memories of Daytona or uh, anything, you know, because we're learning about the car yeah, I, on a well, daily basis. I mean, I, I think, the, the of course, uh, I had just come back from Europe racing in 1979, and uh, I went down to Daytona to the last race to watch the race, get to meet people, uh, and, you know, got uh, – Got the ride uh, that would start at, I think we started at Riverside 19, or Sebring in 1980. Apple Computer was a sponsor of the car. Uh, I think it's still the most popular of all the Porsche 935 models. The Apple car is the most popular one. And um, uh, had some good races in 80 with it. You know, we finished second in a couple races. And um, uh, Bob Gerritsen and I, who ran, he ran the team, he, he was my driver in 80. Well, in 81, we start, uh, started at Daytona with Brian of course, Brian, one of the world's greatest drivers, and of course had a lot of success in uh, endurance racing. And uh, I'll never forget. Of course, I wanted to qualify the car, and Brian said no because you know I'm here. I'm 28 years old or something. I, I want to show everybody how fast I am. And uh, and you know, of course, wiser heads prevailed, and they said no. You know, Brian qualified car, qualified the car like 15th. I mean, there were a lot of 935s on the race that year, and uh, so we start. He started the race naturally. And he said, we're not going to race anybody. You know, we're just going to wait. You know, let's get through the night and we'll go racing tomorrow. Uh, and I, it must have been about 11 o'clock at night. And uh, I, I've just gotten out of the car and I'm passing Brian in the paddock. He's getting ready to get in the car in the next hour or so. And he says, how are we doing? I said, we're leading. And he started, he started yelling at me. I says, I told you. We're not going to be racing anybody. I said, Brian, I didn't do a thing. They all dropped out. <laughs> and it was true. I mean, it's just the, everybody else got into this, you know, this sprint car pace or sprint race pace, I should say, and, and they blew their engines up. And so here we are, and it was like, look what we found. And uh, I think we led something like 16 or 17 hours and, and uh, won by, I think, eight laps or something. Wow. Uh, but that was clearly the biggest victory I had in my career at that point. And then we raced, Brian and I raced the car. Uh, a number of other times in the '81 season, and had some good races, and you know, so I had a lot of lot of tr- lot of seat time in that car. We had a, uh, I think I was talking to Bruce Kenop about the Whittington brothers' car, their 935, and he said that when they restored it, they found that uh, like on the rocker rocker panel or rocker area that it had been carved out you know it had been cut out and then re-welded or something something <laughs> you know one of those things that if you restore cars is a little bit of an eye-opener like what happened here you don't mm-hmm. normally you can kind of go through the bones of a car once you media blast it and kind of you can see well it got hit in the front and or whatever right but this seems suspicious this this thing and then when they later found out that's where they kept the nitrous <laughs> and they, they kept the nitrous there for for qualifying so as you as you said they wanted to oh. qualify up front which I don't know what that does for you for a twenty-four hour uh, race. Nothing, like quite, nothing, quite yeah. honestly, <laughs> ego. I w- yeah, you want to say you're the fastest, maybe, but you know the th- the amazing thing about you could adjust the boost pressure in the, sure. the drive was driver adjustable, and it was right down by the gear shift. The knob was right down by the gear shift. So as you're going up straights, you could wind boost into it, and then you would back it off because it was less responsive. The more boost you had, the less responsive it was. And I'll never forget Elkhart Lake, uh, my teammate, John Fitzpatrick, who was one of the best Porsche racing drivers uh, ever. Uh, Elkhart's a fast circuit. You've been there. And, and you know, he um, – I come in and I think we ought to be pretty good. You know, I'm top two, top three. I come in I'm like sixth. And I go, there's no way. 
And so I went up to the mechanic in Fitzy's car, and I said, what, what kind of boost pressure are you guys running? And he goes, well, you didn't hear it from me, but we're running 1.4 bar, 1.4 atmospheres. Yeah. And I was told I could only run 1.2. So we went out for qualifying, and I said, hell with that. So, um, you know, so I wind it up, and I was on pole. And it's just amazing how much more power that thing generated. But it was like a drug. You just wanted to keep winding that thing. I was watching, uh, Chris, I don't know if you can find this because I don't know if it exists on the Internet. But somebody gave me a movie called like Moby Dick and War Horse or something. And it's it's sort of it chronicles that car. And it's it's long, and it's it, only I could be interested in it. Only the guy who owns either one of those cars would find this enjoyable. But at the end, they showed uh, Fitzpatrick, Fitzpatrick's throughout the video, and at the end, they show him ending up at uh, Laguna Seca for the Monterey Historics, and they're having a race. And you can see him, and he'll get down to the end. He'll get down to the straightaway. At Laguna Seca, it's it's all the way at the end. But you'll see him reaching around. Well, turning that's what he's doing. He's doing a historic race, <laughs> yeah. and he's in that car, and he's down grabbing that knob at the end of this, you know, the beginning of the straightaway coming into coming coming out of turn eleven. Yeah, you'll see his hand on that knob the whole. <laughs> Race and it again. It's it's just a historic. Yeah, we, race. we tried doing that on the dyno, but it was getting a little scary. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was just I was just looking at the film of the pipes, you know, cherry red the yeah. exhaust. And at Le Mans, nineteen eighty, Fitz Fitzy was in our team car, and we're going down the Molson straight. And this is before they had the chicanes, so you're smoking down there. At, you know, you're at over two hundred for about a minute, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, and I'll never forget one of the greatest shots is I, my head. I'm right behind him, and my headlights are bleaching out. All the decals on the back of his car, pretty much, because they're that bright. But the whole back of that car in front of me, his car, was literally on fire. Fires coming out the exhaust pipes. <laughs> the exhaust pipes are cherry red. Fires coming out of the wastegates. They're cherry. The turbos are cherry red. I mean, it was really an amazing sight. God, it. Uh, Anything night, that spits fire is good. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's called Moby and the Warhorse Gang. And if uh, you ever want your wife to leave the room, <laughs> all you got to do is pop that bad boy in. <laughs> My wife owns half of that car, technically, and cannot watch eight minutes of that uh, that movie. Uh, all right. Let me tell you about uh, HIMS. 25% of ED cases are guys under 40. HIMS.com. One-stop shop for hair loss, skin care, sexual wellness, and more. Thanks to science, ED can be optional hymns connects you with real doctors and medical grade solutions to treat that ed problem generic equivalents of name brand prescriptions to keep your hair and uh keep everything man <laughs> no uh, gas station countertop supplements no waiting room no uh, awkward doctor visits it is made easy with hymns that's h-i-m-s and you can try it for a month for just five bucks while supplies last See uh, the website for full details. It costs hundreds if you went to the pharmacy. So go to 4 slash CarCastED. That's 4 H. sorry, F-O-R-H-I-M-S dot com slash CarCastED. 4 slash CarCastED. Did you find that, uh, Max Pata? The whole movie's not online, just trailers. I mean, it's a pretty rare DVD now. It's even unavailable through their uh, production company. You know why it's rare? 
<laughs> Nobody wants only to you see it. Only I, 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 I bought the only one. <laughs> yeah, it's sold out now. When that order came in online, they're like, yes! <laughs> well, if you see modern-day footage of the guy, in-car footage of uh, Fitzy driving the, uh, driving the car at Laguna Seca, and, and Chris, you know Laguna Seca by now. You'll just see them all over that knob, yeah. which is well, crazy. Well, Sport Reunion's coming yeah. up. You might want to start uh, doing I'll some research. I'll tell you what I want. <laughs> I, want to get, I want to put a knob in there, but just have it just on a on a carriage ball attached to nothing. Yeah. I was going to say. And then we'll have, in, yeah. we'll have in-car footage of me yeah. constantly spinning that thing yeah. like a steering wheel in front of the supermarket, yeah. and, and, and I'll look like I know what I'm doing. Yeah, yeah. yeah because the life expectancy of the engine, the more you go to the right, the worse the, ex- the expectancy comes. You know, I mean, right. if you keep winding it up, it's going to blow up. So it's just, uh, yeah. Yeah, well, we, uh, we, I think we lost a couple cylinders last year at uh, Laguna Seca, a little electrical problem, but I think we'll be back. Yeah. This Fortunately, time. it wasn't as as bad as it could have been. Mm. I, I, we pretty much narrowed it down to some plugs and wires and stuff, and then uh, we sent the injectors out to get tested. They seemed to be pretty good. And on the Dyna, was making some power. You and I were talking about yeah. it while we were touring yeah. the collection, and and there's this there seems to be like this realistic number that these cars make. Then there's this. This mythological number that that Bruce kind of tells everyone that a 935 makes, yeah. and I, I know that's good business for him. Yeah, Darn good business. Yeah. Uh, but, but for now, I think we're going to keep it around 19, maybe 20 pounds of boost, and about 590 horsepower with the tires, and see how you do. Right? Yeah, I, look, it's probably making 650 to the crank, and that's that's good. It's just weird that uh, you know I'm I'm not even a good driver and it's got 650 horsepower and when you when you're racing you're like come on where is it come on let's go like, what do, I have no business driving that car and it's still I want you, you want you want you want that yeah. knob up man yeah, yeah. it's like it's a weird weird thing I I've never even drove the car and I was like I want come on let's go I was, yeah. let's, let's get going with this thing. <laughs> I think it's uh, that that back hill that always makes you that goes into the corkscrew that always makes you want that extra. Come mm-hmm. on, let's yep. go. So uh, is that what you're doing every time you're out there, Graham? Now that with the new no, car, like, not, we need we need I'm a little there, more power. I'm a little not more there power. Yet. Well, I mean, a, a driver's always going to tell you want more power, right? So that's kind of a typical response. But um, the indie car, the new car, goes pretty good. So <laughs> one ninety uh, on that uh, that. Uh, Shoreline going, going yeah. into that's, a left-hander with concrete well, everywhere. They, they kind of have the same thing. You have this push to pass, right? And you're given a certain amount of time that you can, you know, what is it, 100 seconds or 200 Here's seconds? 200, 200 seconds because it's straight yeah. long. And you can use it as you want over the course of the race. And so the idea is that if you're in a fight, that's a chance to get by a guy. You hit the push to pass, and you get a little. So a, the Whittington brothers bump, are right but, with their nitrous. Yeah. Yeah. What <laughs> is that? Uh, what do you, all right. So let's talk about the power plant. What is the the power plant in your car? It's a V6 twin turbo, a small displacement. I think it's two three. Wow. Um, you know, as far Honda. as horsepower, yeah, ours is a, is, a, is a Honda. It's it's actually. Uh, you know, in many ways, pretty similar to like the new Acura NSX, um, you know, power plant. But it's, uh, it, I mean, it's a the thing makes uh, makes plenty of juice. Um, they don't give us an exact number, honestly, because it's all so secretive. But the, all those engines are made right up here, at Santa Clarita. So hmm. um, they, um, you know, they're all produced right here in Southern California, and uh, you know, they they go pretty good. They've got to last twenty five hundred miles of racing and uh, rev to twelve thousand. Plus a little bit, you know, on, Dad mentioned the push to pass. When you do that, it, it, it increases the boost. It adds about 50 horsepower um, and, and adds a couple 250 RPMs or something. So 
you know, the engines, the life is actually pretty long for, you know, an IndyCar engine to last that long. They did that so that you'd have to use five engines total for the entire season to keep, again, keep costs down. But it, um, I mean, it goes pretty good. It's, uh, I would guess it's around 700, it, you know, maybe, maybe on street course, 750 horsepower. Uh, but the car only weighs 1500 pounds. So that's, that's the biggest difference from, you know, even other motorsports, uh, uh, you know where the where the cars are two three times you know the weight so uh, yeah it's uh, it's it's pretty cool I mean and uh, the rumors of of the new power plant that's coming is that it will go up to almost I think a three liter and they're saying V six again twin turbo they're saying that they think uh, that the new new IndyCar engines in twenty twenty one or twenty twenty or twenty twenty one whatever year they decide to implement that based on new OEMs coming into the sport uh, you know could be up around nine hundred horse again so. Uh, it'd be pretty cool if we can get there. The push to pass is a button on the steering wheel. It is, yeah, and it just increases uh, increases the the boost pressure. It screws with the wastegate a little, maybe. It's all automated, you know. Basically, now the wastegates are all electric, it's all right? Computer, right? So it does yeah. it, but, it, but it, it's still it must. I feel like it's going through the waste. It's telling the wastegate to hold on for right, another right. Two it does, two yeah, seconds yeah. or something. It does. And it all happens so quick. You just set, you know, basically it just increases the, the limit in the ECU of what the wastegate's willing to see, and uh, and, it, and it runs from there. But it's, I'll tell you, it's impressive. I mean, in a straightaway like this, well, with this new car, I mean, it, it could make, you know, 10 miles an hour difference. Road America in the Indy car, even last year's car, which had a lot of drag, you know, it was uh, it was ten plus miles an hour there. So this year's car, just with the efficiency of it, it accelerates a lot quicker anyway. And then you use that, and and you can feel it. I mean, it's it's a heck of a difference. Uh, the two point three is interesting to me because I'm trying to think of what block, what V six block that's based on. It's, if it's based on anything, in our case, in Honda's case, I don't think it is based. It it's a purpose built. Um, in the is everyone other, running Honda? No. So no. the other manufacturer, Chevy. So is it sort of half and half? And yeah. And uh, and in their case, I'm very I'm very sure that the development that you've seen with like the CTSV mm-hmm. is now V6 twin turbo. That development came out of the the IndyCar engine. Like I said, though, a lot of the parallels in the IndyCar engine, I daily, I've got an Acura NSX I daily drive. Though the IndyCar engine is is very similar in many ways to uh, to that vehicle. But the sports car, the Acura sports car I drive, you'll love this. It's uh, I, I I drove for Team Penske at Daytona, Sebring, um, and and hopefully coming up at Petit Le Mans. But it will be there this weekend, and that engine is the Honda Odyssey engine. Wow! Yeah. yeah. <laughs> now, yeah, they bolt a couple turbos on it. Sure. Let it go. But well, it is so literally so the you own an Odyssey. Odyssey. Yeah, it's, it's the it's, Odyssey it's, block. It's not as sexy like you're saying. Oh, Chevy's going to run the CTSV yeah. engine. That makes sense. Had yeah. you said that, oh, you know, it's really the Chevy Spark block. <laughs> you know, like it's like it's just not quite as yeah. sexy to do it that way. But it's the way it's going. You know, look at look at the new. You know, look at a Ford Raptor, right? Pickup yeah, truck. Sure. I mean, that's a V6 turbo. I mean, that's kind of the way that everything is headed. No, so uh, yeah, nobody it makes sense. Uh, the, the one is, I, I think that's a bygone era where people are like counting cylinders, you know, especially with all electric involvement and stuff. And like one of Matt's favorite cars is that uh, late 80s, uh, early 90s Jag. 
uh, two, the XJ220. The XJ220. Yeah, yeah. And, and when that car came out, it had a, a V6 That's in right. it. And everyone's like, dud. Yeah. Yeah. What, what kind yeah. of supercar is a V6? And now, I guess, you know, Ford GT, V6. Yeah. V6. No, nobody, yeah. everyone just wants to know numbers in terms of horsepower, yeah, yeah. in terms it's of la- does, lap yeah. time. We don't yeah. care about number of cylinders anymore. Yeah. We, yeah. we used to care. Petit Le Mans, I was talking about this. I was curious about this because, you know, we're talking about, uh, show, um, and we're talking about, and this is not exactly it, but uh, how how well attended? I'm I'm trying. I'm thinking about races and vintage races, especially around the world. And I know they're having everyone's sort of having their old timers day. You know, they do the real race, mm-hmm. and then they do the the old timers day and the vintage in there. And Petit Le Mans, do they have a vintage? class that runs like the weekend before or something and then how well attended is uh well petit the, the big one at lamont or at, uh, at road atlanta petit lamont is um um is the walter Mitty, and that's in april i think april or may april, they get a good yeah. they get a good crowd there they get great cars there big selection of cars but they get a lot of a lot of support you know spectator support i don't think on petit, petit lamont weekend um they have anything from a historic standpoint um, you know, this last weekend at, at Phoenix on the Oval, we, they had the uh, historic Indy cars, which was cool to see these guys. You know, and it was everything from the 30s all the way up to the 80s. And, um, uh, you know, but for most of the big historic races have, are, have weekends that are just their own. Yeah. Uh, Elkhart Lake has the, has the uh, what they call the Brian Redmond, which is in July, I think. And, uh, Watkins Glen in September, um, you know, because then they have 600 cars. Uh, I mean, it's a huge entry, and you know, a lot of people come to. I think Elkhart Lake. I think the spectator attendance for that historic race is almost as good as it is for the IndyCar race. It's it's a big wow. crowd. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. we'll be at uh, the Midi coming up on uh, April 27th, yeah. 28th, 29th, at Road the, Atlanta. The Rolex Historics in Monterey. We were just talking about, mm. and 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 they cap it at about 550 cars, but right. now they're getting like a thousand entries, and mm-hmm. they got to still cap it at yeah. five, yeah. Yeah. 550 something like that. But the attendance there has grown from. <clears throat> I think we were talking about it was about 50,000 people in 2010, mm-hmm. and now it's like 75, maybe 80,000 last year. Well, that's, like that. that's more than, I mean, that whole week, you know, car week now, it's, yeah. it's more than just a, a, a vintage race, yeah. you know, uh, yeah, which no, is pretty cool. That's just at the yeah, track. Yeah, no, I know. No, I mean, I think I, I'm bothered by assholes who don't go to the, <laughs> you know, I see them in their stupid suede loafers, and I'm like, what are you doing? I'm what going down to the quail for a smart <laughs> apple martini. I'm like, how about coming to, the, oh, we don't. Uh, we don't. What do you mean, no? Yeah, we're, we're, uh, we're going to the Momo event at the lodge, <laughs> and I'm like, go down to the track, you asswipe, <laughs> uh, or stop telling me you're into cars. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we never well, get down and, to the track. And, and, and the thing about monterey historics uh they're very selective on the cars that they oh, yeah. that they accept the entries they accept and they're the real deal i mean you're not seeing clone you know trans am camaros you're seeing the real the real, the real thing yeah, yeah and, they do uh, but they run all those chitty chitty bang bang cars in, oh, yeah. the, in the morning on their I, wooden yeah. tires I, I and think everybody's rolling uh, around the track at 70 miles an hour it feels like 170 with your leather yeah. helmet on but in goggles and i think out. they're <laughs> getting i think they're getting away from that hey they're they're having uh, nissan is going to be the mark yeah, like for the first time a japanese car maker is going to be the mark over there which is progress because uh, i don't think it, uh, according to the uh, what I hear, the old regime was not you know over my dead body kind of thing with the <laughs> with the Japanese cars being featured. There's probably 
there's quite a few more Japanese cars there. You didn't see that many there 10 years ago. No, and no. now there's qu- there's quite a few. Yeah. And, and there should be because they did a lot yeah. of winning. Well, well, exactly. They, they had Tons a big of winning. You know, it was called Datsun originally, yeah, right? Sure. Uh, I mean, they did a lot to build motorsports. Uh, same thing, you know, with Honda. They did a lot to build motorsports in the '60s and '70s and and uh, and '80s. And so, yeah, they 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 belong there for sure. We're going to be up there with Nissan this year. Adam is going to be racing a car. I'm not sure which one yet. I don't know if we decided on which one yet. Um, and we're going to be displaying, I think, uh, four, three. Certainly, cars. one of Newman's bigger cars. Yeah, cool. yeah. I, I, if I can. Uh, shoehorn it into the Saturday run group because we base most our racing on schedule and a little less on uh, competition. So, yeah. like, if if you run on Sunday afternoon, it, it screws up. You See, can't it go screws to up. It, it screws up. We can't go to the Quail Lodge and stuff because yeah, that's Friday, like yeah. because that that's you're qualifying in right. the middle. Of the, like everything gets screwed up on the Sunday run group. Plus, those guys are super fast, so yeah. stay away from those GTP guys. And <laughs> there we'll is, move a, in with there the, is a drinking schedule. And absolutely. If you, can, if you have a luxury of picking a car. There, there is no question. Yeah, right. if you can qualify on Friday morning, as you yeah. normally do, and then go to the quail for the yeah. rest of the day, that's okay. That's right. right? That's and then right. race on Saturday. Yeah, you want to be one of the early run groups. Go, <laughs> right. go to Pebble on Sunday, you know. Um, well, let me tell you guys about Geico. So yeah. everybody's got a to-do list. You drop off your dry cleaning. You pick up some milk. Now you can add, save hundreds of dollars of car insurance to that list. You don't have to drop off or pick up anything. You can just go to Geico.com, and in 15 minutes, you could be saving 15% or more on car insurance. So if you need some extra money in your pocket, this is the most rewarding to-do you can do today. Check out Geico.com. It'd be nice if they had race car insurance. They tried. They're starting <laughs> to try. Like, like that's but comes up a, a lot recently. That was a, that was a money loser. <laughs> that wasn't a money maker. Yeah. Uh, yeah so we're going to be at uh, Road Atlanta. If you guys are listening, want to come by and uh, say hi? We'll have uh, the Bob Sharp six ten out there. You're going to be racing that, and the and the Roadster is going to be out there. And I believe the BRE Roadster. Yeah, the BRE yeah. Roadster is going to be out there. And there's going to be a movie night uh, screening the Paul Newman film. Oh, cool. I believe it's Saturday night. Uh, I think you have to get tickets for it. Maybe it's the the MIDI dot com. Yeah, we'll have to check. Mm-hmm. Uh, I believe it's the MIDI dot com. Yeah, we'll you guys can or or go to Classic Motorsports Magazine's website. They're they're uh, they're putting on the event, um, so they should have all of that information as well. Yeah, and uh, John Morton will be there. He's Grand Marshal. He'll be doing about twenty minutes of stand up before the. Everyone knows John Morton's going to laugh. I tell him to keep it to twenty. He never yeah. does. He, he always goes over. Always goes, always over, goes over. But that'll be movie night. So enjoy that. Uh, the Toyota Grand Prix of Long Beach. That is uh, today through Sunday. Bring the kids, man. Uh, it's one of those. Uh, even it's if you best. don't care about racing, it's just it's the atmosphere. It's just yeah. awesome, and it's so great because it's like so compact and there's just oh. humanity everywhere all the buildings around fans are it's hanging awesome. out, of, on the, the out of the it's building. a great event yeah, yeah it's 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 our monaco yeah. absolutely <laughs> it is <yeah>. absolutely <laughs> it's the white trash of monaco <laughs> <laughs> so you can do that you can check out the website uh, rayhall.com for uh, any info or shoot uh, graham a tweet at uh, graham ray hall or bob ray hall uh or you can go to adamcrolla.com if you want to find out me stand up uh uh, podcast, whatever, coming to a town near you. Uh, anything we're missing, fellas? 
No? All good. Everybody out of I think Long they got Beach. it. See you See down there. on the weekend. So, yeah. until next time, it's Adam Kroll for Bobby Rahal and Graham Rahal and Matt the Moderator, DeAndrea saying, keep the air in the spare and the bag in the wheel. For the latest updates and call-in times, follow the show on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at CarCast Show. If you'd like to write in, fill out the form on CarCastShow.com. And don't forget to give us a nice rating on iTunes. CarCast is a Corolla Digital production and is produced by Chris Loxamana. For more information, visit CarCastShow.com. This week on the Koi Pond. Yeah, Buddhist monks were like out on the edge. Out on the edge. They were living so fast. Dude, they were counting stars. Do you know how boring your life has to be? (laughs) One, one thousand. Two, one thousand. Three, one thousand. When you breathe air, is it really there? I don't know. Life like a bull may cause fire in the heart. Five, one thousand, six, one thousand, seven. Shit, let me start over one. Wake up. Oh, remember to rate, review, and subscribe on iTunes and Podcast One.